It's popular to talk about discontent and populism. We like to mention Boris Johnson or Donald Trump and point out how they have rallied discontented voters to their cause. But politics of the absurd, ridiculous, and irrational didn't start with the American president. For that, we have to go back a little bit farther. I'm James Dykstra, and this is History.ICU. Founded in 1963 by Jacques Ferrand, this party claimed to be inspired by a Brazilian rhinoceros, Cacarico, who had been elected to a city council in Brazil in 1958. The movement chose Cornelius the Rhino, a rhinoceros in the Grand Bizu near Montreal as their leader, and so it was fitting that they called themselves the Rhinoceros Party. The party existed from 1963 until 1993, when it was officially dissolved, but it was resurrected in 2007, though with an arguably cruder edge to its humor. That might reflect the new times in which the party found itself. The Rhinoceros Party promised what some would say any other party did, the completely impossible. For example, at one time or another, the Rhinoceros Party promised to abolish the law of gravity. They also hoped to give the unemployed the right to strike. They sought to reduce the speed of light, since it's much too fast. The rhinos wanted to provide higher education by building taller schools. They promised to end crime by abolishing all laws. They were in favor of adopting the British system of driving on the left instead of the right. This was to be brought in gradually, starting with large trucks, then buses, and then small cars and bicycles. They sought to declare war on Belgium. In one of the Tintin books, the Belgian hero killed a rhino. War could be avoided if the Belgian embassy in Canada delivered a case of mussels and a case of Belgian light beer to the head office of the Rhino Party. Interestingly, though the rhinos never elected a single representative to Parliament, the Belgian embassy did come through on the mussels and beer. They wanted to impose a quota on cold winter weather. The only seasons that would be allowed were to be salt, pepper, mustard, and vinegar. And finally, preying on Canadians' distrust of their southern neighbors, the rhinos promised to count the Thousand Islands in case the Americans had stolen some. Perhaps the only promise that the rhinos might have kept if they were ever to form the government was that they would promptly resign, thereby forcing a new election. As one of them suggested, elections are kind of fun. In its attempts at humor, the Rhinoceros Party sometimes descended into crudity. Arguably, they were no worse than many of the politicians who currently grace the world stage. They did point out the absurdity of the promises made by many politicians who make promises they have either thought out poorly and find they cannot keep, or who make one so grandiose they know in advance they'll never be able to follow through. But while humor points out the absurd and the weaknesses of Canadian parties and politicians, it doesn't suggest an alternative. The rhinoceroses in the party tore down the pretensions of the proud, but failed to replace them with anything more reasonable. The original rhinoceros party met its demise in 1993. In order to stay a registered party, each party had to run candidates in 50 electoral districts, 
a feat that was too difficult at the time for the rhinos. Consequently, in protest, the party chose to abstain from the 1993 election. As a result, the Chief Officer of Elections Canada ordered that the party be dissolved and money from the sale of assets was to be sent to the Canadian government's Receiver General. Party leader Charlie McKenzie refused, and after two years of back and forth, Elections Canada declined to prosecute McKenzie, which made him Canada's self-described least wanted fugitive. <laughs>